Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Lily Allen Duenas. Together, we'll talk about the world of yoga and we'll talk to people from around the world. Join us for authentic conversations about the global yoga ecosystem and we'll cover yoga philosophies and methodologies along the way. Inhale, exhale. We're about to dive in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast. My name is Lily Allen Duenas, and I'm here today with Himant Singh, the founder of Punya Yoga. Himant Singh is my own yoga teacher in Rishikesh. He is fantastic. I've met him back in 2018, and I went back to India to Rishikesh in 2019 for more courses. I did an Ashtanga alignment and adjustment course with him, as well as doing daily Ashtanga classes. So as I said, Himant Singh is the founder of Punya Yoga, a leading yoga teacher, training school, and yoga shala in Rishikesh. Himant firmly believes that you have to be passionate about learning yoga in order to experience the real and true benefits of yoga. Himant's classes do follow the traditional Ashtanga method with particular emphasis on discipline being the first and foremost foundation of the yoga practice. So thank you, Himant, for joining me today. Thank you, Liliji. Thank you for inviting me. It's an honor uh, to be with you today. Thank you. So <laughs> I was wondering, Himant, could you just tell us how you got started doing yoga? Yes, uh, sure. Uh, I was introduced uh, to yoga with uh, with the Shivananda practice, and uh, uh, my sister Prava she used to learn yoga in Shivananda. And that time I used to play cricket, and I had uh, injured my back very badly. So I was looking to get not the treatment, the cure. So she advised me that why don't you go and do yoga classes because yoga can help you relieve any pain whether it's physical or mental and that's how my journey started and uh, she put me in a beginner's yoga course it's for two weeks with Shivananda so I just joined like you know regular classes in Delhi so yeah it was uh, May 2011 when I started my journey uh, with yoga and uh, it's been 10 years since I'm on it and I'm teaching and guiding people that's wonderful. So what do you feel like yoga in India is like? How would you describe yoga in India? Definitely, uh, when you call the word yoga, uh, it naturally resonates. Uh, and, you know, it, uh, it talks about the land India, you know, whenever the yoga comes. And uh, in India, there are lots of states. Every state has unique taste of yoga. And since I belong from Uttarakhand, which is a land of gods, so here yoga, which is not only asana or dhyana or bhakti, it is naturally inbuilt in people's you know, uh, day-to-day life. So it varies, I would say, in India from place to place. And uh, it has many, many branches, first of all all the elements to touch the roots to the tree, you know, it, these are the branches like asana, pranayama, bhakti, dhyana, yoga nidra, philosophy. If all these branches, all these elements meet correctly, then yoga starts to happen. 
I love that you talked about how all the roots, when all the roots are there, all the branches grow and they're all connected. Because I do think that's a very important gift that when you go to India and you learn yoga in India and get to study there, that's something that you you tap into the roots. That's the birthplace of yoga. It's where yoga originates. So I think yoga in India feels so much more... Um, powerful and authentic and important to to go to that root source. Would you agree? Definitely. Uh, if we see yoga is a union, right? Yoga is done to know yourself. What is this self? You're getting to know your soul basically, right? By conquering the unnecessary activities of body and mind. If these things are met correctly, when your body and mind sync correctly with soul, you get to know your true behavior. You get to know why you have arrived on this earth. There is a certain purpose for everyone to be arrived on earth. That is the highest purpose of yoga. Now to dig that purpose, to go to the roots, people take many things. They take meditation, they take teacher training courses, some people like philosophy, some people uh, like yoga talks, some people uh, like to explore yoga, how they feel they should, right? So it's, I would say it's a journey and it's very important that we do not get lost between the body and the mind only. We need to find, we need to have one strong calling which is called why we are here you know who am i what is my real purpose then you can really go deeper into your own roots and from there what comes out you will get to know you know how the life process further that's very true that we it's so individual and it's i love how you said that we all have to do this uh, our own way, whether it's bhakti, jnana mudra, whether it's bhakti yoga or jnana yoga, or if it's yoga asana or philosophy, it's all our own individual path to follow. Exactly, yes. So my question for you, um, maybe it sounds a little basic, but I was wondering, how do you feel that yoga in India is different than yoga, we'll say, in the USA? Do you think the teaching styles are different or do you think that the classes um, are very similar? I would just love to hear some maybe comparisons or contrasts from you. Uh, it might sound funny, but I've never been to America, so I do not know the difference between the yoga in America and yoga in India. <laughs> Well, I know that you studied in London, so maybe yoga in the UK or yoga in the West, we'll say just a general umbrella term. In my own experience, I've been to Bali, I've been to Thailand, I've been to Turkey and uh, seeing yoga there, I should uh, say that uh, whoever is really seeking the yoga practice, right, rather than becoming a teacher or rather than just thinking I go and taste Indian culture or I go and travel and I take teacher training course or a particular course. If you do this way and there is no deeper calling in you, you will only get to taste the upper layer. You will not go deeper into your lowest layer. So in the West, even not in the West, even in India, 
people do yoga just for a little purpose right if your purpose is just to be flexible for an example right you don't want to go deeper you only get to see i am flexible and that is yoga for me yoga has a deeper meaning right so it's not only the west also in india and i say every people who have the fire to know themselves you know they should go beyond uh, the asana practice beyond the illusions of the mind which is which i see sometime is little more in the western because uh, lots of identification with the body and mind is there right so if you only identify yourself as body and the mind then i would say you are still stuck in that process which happens a lot in the western countries because if you see uh, the deeper meaning of yoga it's you are neither body you are nor mind but actually the mind is not a leader it can never be a leader it can be a great servant to uh, to achieve the highest consciousness or to achieve god or in order to achieve the realization the only obstacle which comes between your single soul to the supreme soul is the mind so this mind and the body are the biggest obstacle which happens to be uh how do you say which happens to be uh, seen more in western people that they are only attracted with good and flexible body and a mind but these two are some stepping stones you know towards achieving the highest once you have realized that you are not the body you are not the mind because because if you are living very consciously if you simply see the behavior of your body and the mind they keep changing with situations do not do yoga for a week you are tight if your body is tight your mind becomes tight if your body becomes tight people say i am not feeling good right so this feeling generates from the mind goes to the body and now body listens to the mind all the organs are connected with the mind right so how bad the mind that bad the body so even if you don't do yoga for 7 days or a month you are tight you should never never ever reach to a point where you are telling the senses of the mind you are tight because your highest goal is to achieve the self which is here right here the body and mind are rented place for the soul so they are not real so once people in the west or even in india they realize they can achieve their highest potential in life and they can even go through the moksha and mukti and liberation in their life and they can live uh with self detachments i love how you said the body and mind are rented space for the soul i think that is very profound and very true and it's it's part of that learning process that occurs in yoga and in meditation about using the body and mind as a bridge to connect with our higher consciousness or to reach for something outside of ourselves that divine energy um the atman to the brahman So why do you think in the west then it's so easy for us just to identify or connect just with the body and mind especially in yoga So when earth was created the supreme energy you call it or you say the brahman or you say god shiva is same or you say jesus for them everybody is equal 
everybody has capacity to be zero to become zero zero is a is a state which is very close to give you liberation first of all right but as soon as uh, we are growing so much into materialism technologies right and uh, lots of layers are attached with our mind right our mind has been uh, protected by many layers it's a layer of making money right it's a layer layer towards uh, getting attracted with somebody else it's a layer towards eating good food what you like you doing too much right so it's not only in the west as as each country become civilized these layers are natural to come to a person even in india even in people nearby me i see they are far away from knowing who they are they even don't know the mind mind is playing with them so if you talk about the west first of all people who are getting knowledge uh, from india or indonesia or uh, some part where yoga has been widely spread they need to really go deeper and they need to take lots of time you know into into getting to know themselves right once you get to know yourself these layer effects are already very very less for example if lily gets to know herself so well a person comes to lily right will get cured will get peace that is the first sign that you know yourself he will see that you have an aura this is one of the element that a person is realized he has realized his soul he has realized the highest version of yoga and he is living detachedly in this material world right if this feeling you get from your teacher i say stay there right but if you only get the vibes of a teacher that it's just a business model it is just a you know asana practice he is not taking me deeper into my problems for example somebody suffering from grief right you just don't give him asana if somebody has very strong imprint of uh, fear in their soul you cannot just tell them to do this practice or that practice first and most important thing in the western i see that this is lacking there people are only understanding the body and mind conditions but truly they are not going to the deepest root of a individual what they are suffering from once you understand what it is causing then only you can provide a remedy or a cure or a medicine so that is very important and if your teacher do not have that quality you may like yoga one month two months one year two year three years slowly injuries are there right Conf- clouds of confusions are there doubts are there you are still not becoming ready i would say the person who wants to deliver real yoga has to go through lots of efforts lots of aya uh, sadhana then it is possible that a person comes to me if i am not able to help them this course has no value and if even after doing this course people are under confusion the course has no value people are still sick they have no value you know they have there is no value of course so so this is this is my point of view this is how i see yoga as you know and uh, 
this is how i would like to teach and this is how if somebody asks me how it's supposed to be uh, this is my way of understanding uh, the western and indian you know culture and if they can adapt this practice i think uh, we don't need to teach thousands of people we don't need to train uh, 10000 of graduates if you just cure one person you change one person life it is enough it is that giant ripple effect of changing one life and then all that comes from all that comes from that all of the ripple effects i agree i absolutely agree with you there it's important not just to focus on the masses or the numbers it's very important that we see each person as uh every person and each person that comes to us as teachers as a gift and as someone that we should help to solve their individual problems or provide them exactly what they need to go deeper because as you said it takes a lot of effort this isn't something that's easy it's not just go to one yoga class at a gym once a week and feel like oh i i'm a yogi <laughs> that qualifies me as a yogi now um I love that we're talking so much Himant today about the whole path about your mentioning sadhana and we're talking more about um all the work that goes in internally to understand our habits, our behaviors, our patterns of our mind um and of our energy so that we can kind of get to subtler and subtler places not these coarse energies or these coarse layers um as we say. So Um I know we've kind of touched on it so far but what would you say is your definition of yoga? It's a very short and precise answer. I would say go deeper in your soul and ask your soul what is your purpose that you rented my body right and what are the karmas left to perform in this world and that is yoga for me. And what do you feel that yoga has taught you so far i mean i know we're we're both still on that journey of course but what has yoga taught you well i still think that there can be many answers to it uh, but what has actually brought me into yoga practice and how i see my life after doing 10 years of yoga that i would like people to help in in the best ability of my skills so if naturally a person comes i want to work on them right i want them to get to their highest potential to get to know themselves and within a month of this practice i want to give them as much as they can absorb so they can not become confused they are fearless they are doubtless they are crystal clear in the minds and they understand what are the intentions what are their duties that we call dharma and what are their actions towards their duties which is karma and that is uh would be my highest goal as a uh practitioner of yoga and so when a student does come to you in a ttc or in just a, a normal ashtanga class at punya yoga or any of your courses you offer how do you know how much to teach them or so that they're not getting confused or overwhelmed as you just mentioned it's a very uh, good question uh, lili ji that uh, how to have an eye to see that the person you are going to uh, uh, give is ready so probably the responses right how empty he is in the mind how easy that person is how simply he understand my simple commands right how simply he uh, observes me how simply he listens to me how simply he wakes up in the morning 
these are the few signs you know if there is complexity if there is a laziness these two people you can never teach it's very straightforward but complexity if a person is complex he makes simplest things complex that's his that's his main feature if a person is lazy that's his main feature he will make things lazy so people i would say need to come here with simplicity because here the way i teach the way further i develop my teaching it's very simple so simply uh, i would say probably his uh, uh, his behavior you know and uh, i also have ability to see how much you know he is good in his heart you know and that really matters to me so if the heart is uh, really clean you know very original it's very easy if the heart is not clean not original then the person has to go some purifications then the length of achieving self is higher so it's through observing you just kind of notice pay attention and also check in with their level of presence kind of what they're bringing to the classroom how they're observing or how they're watching or how they're performing certain activities or things it's through your process of just kind of observing their mind their body and their energy it seems like all three oh and their heart so four <laughs> correct yes uh, my guruji just uh, not even see the person if i just say a person name is john right john cartier he will understand everything about that person so he is realized to that level just john cartier all the data comes to him but i am not at that level so i am also going through some techniques like shivananda used to watch a person from bottom to top top to bottom get to know everything about that person so but until we are not at that level yes what you said observation simplicity his behavior and his heart are few uh, uh things that i watch after and then and i understand that person is ready to you know uh ready to deliver all right so if a student does walk into your classroom what is one thing the most important thing you think you need to teach them in india we worship everything we worship our door we worship our motorbike we worship our uh yoga shala we worship tra- trees plants because we see that they all are the messages from the highest energy right so the person who walks in first of all should respect the space and the highest quality of a yogi is to be timeless he do not care about the time or this clock you know which is man made so in order to take the person to timeless i need to see that he is on time today to be timeless so first respecting the space and second to be on time then i i i really like that that uh, these two uh, qualities are met before i start uh, teaching them so is there something about yoga philosophy or the history of yoga or yoga psychology or methodology that you think is just key just vital for students to to understand no matter if they're a beginner intermediate advanced is there something that you think might be missing um some elements some knowledge that you would like to share um with listeners here about yoga and the path and something they need to know sacred books i believe should be learned under the practitioners because it takes almost a one life to understand one book if you start to study on your own 
there may be a chance that you get confused you are your own book read that book first so that is why when you are under a guru guru never gives you book guru is a light that always shows you that you read your own book so he reads you better so for him you are a book and he lets you read your book his way right student right time right teacher i think that is one of the most powerful kind of knowledges or or phrases that i've digested when i was in india is that when the right student comes at the right time then the right teacher will appear you just have to be in that space and kind of having creating that space for yourself to find the right teacher and it seems like when you're mentioning how the guru how a guru would be treating their student that resonates as well that it's right student right teacher right time almost i would say this phrase needs some uh, editing to in order to know the right time and the right teacher the person has to be sensitive if he is not sensitive and emotional how would he understand it is the right time or the right knowledge or the right teacher right so he has to believe in coincidences if a person has a stone heart he will not believe in coincidences he believes in facts and logics and when the truth appears in front of you the truth the highest truth huh? not true or false it doesn't have a logic so that's why i say do not seek the right time or right teacher flow be sensitive and flow second editing i would say in this phrase is that if you're calling from the deepest of your heart is fiery is super strong you become sensitive when you become sensitive you start to see coincidences you start to see uh the nature you know the law of attractions you start to see how think sync on you know side by side then right teacher comes because now you have an insight what who is right for you right right time comes because you are sensitive and you are believing in coincidences so you will make a uh, sense out of nothing right that's also good quality of a yogi right even if a leaf fall from the tree he know its highest meaning but for a normal person it just a waste or it just dried it had to so if these things are met sensitivity your calling inner calling then right teacher right time right right knowledge appears in front of you that is my own experience so it sounds like right teacher right time right student does need some editing to make sure that it actually is something that can benefit every person or benefit each person individually because developing that sensitivity i think is part of that getting to know yourself better and better 100% yeah because i think we kind of run away from ourselves so much we're constantly trying to escape ourselves escape our lives escape via you know drugs alcohol um staying busy <laughs> watching netflix i think we usually um as a culture or just as people we try very hard not to be with just ourselves we can find that very uncomfortable and so i do feel that meditation or asana practice or any of the the limbs or practices of yoga i find to be just ways of connecting with yourself getting quiet and just being with yourself to understand yourself more totally i agree with you like you know we are running a goat race in this world you know we are all goats 
and we are just following the leader and we do not know the leader and in this goat race many 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 uh, things are there you know so we for money we are doing a goat race to watch movies everybody watch movie we watch the same movies somebody goes to park we have to go to park everybody is eating in every 3 hours we have to eat in every 3 hours so when we pre- so actually indirectly we are pretending pretending to be somebody else then how we can go deeper within ourselves when every day we are trying to do everything away from ourselves that is that has to be uncovered you know so when you lead your own life when you know these small again sensitive and coincidences that oh i don't want to run a goat race i want to know myself i will bring the change in the world only few people lili ji are there in the world who wants to make such a change and therefore they bring the change you know and then they lead the world but right intention has to be there yeah the intention to help everyone all living beings uh should be the intention not helping yourself to achieve something for your ego um when i think you have those altruistic intentions it helps to kind of manifest what you are seeking it it draws those energies to you when it's not for just selfish endeavors totally agree yes totally agree with you yeah so i I feel like we have talked about so many good things today Himanji. I'm so grateful that you have taken this time to be with me today. I wanted to ask uh how can people get in touch with you? People can simply uh log into our websites which is punyayoga.com and uh, they can find me there. They can also uh go to their phone, they can go to Instagram. we are present there as punya yoga personally i am also available under the identity of hemant_singh06 and if you want to find me physically i am based in rishikesh in punya yoga in tapovan yes but keep me in your heart you don't have to find me <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet um i will definitely include links to everything he mont mentioned in the show notes and on my website so you can get in touch with him reach out with any questions you have i know that he is a a true teacher and someone that is an incredible resource to tap into and to follow and to get involved with so any questions that you have i'm sure he's happy to answer and to connect with you on is that correct that is correct liliji Wonderful. Well, thank you again, Himant, for being with me today. Uh, I'm so happy we had this conversation. Thank you. Same here. My pleasure, and thank you for inviting me. I am forever grateful. Thank you. Thank you for being on this journey with me. It has been a privilege to be with you. I know that your time is precious and I am both humbled and honored that you chose to spend your time with me here on the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast. As you are on your own inner journey, remember that you are not alone. There are so many of us on this path to awakening, this path of self-discovery and expansion, and we are right here alongside you. 
Remember to hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you feel called, please share this episode with someone that you think could benefit from it. Leaving a review would also be so appreciated. If you're on social media, I am there too at the Wild Yoga Tribe. You can tap into all the amazing resources on my website, thewildyogatribe.com, and you can meditate with me on Insight Timer and get your flow on with me on my YouTube channel where I've recorded free yoga classes. If you would like to schedule a private yoga or meditation class with me or a coaching session, you can find the link to do so to book in the show notes or on my website, again, thewildyogatribe.com. Thank you once again, dear listener, for being with me. May your day be light and bright. May you be peaceful and happy and led on the right path, free of suffering and free of sorrow. Be well, dear one. Be well. Be well.